Welcome to another episode of It's Not About You with Jamal Harrington and Marianne Riley. All right, welcome to another episode of It's Not About You with Jamal and Marianne. Hi, guys. Hi. Hey. Jamal, who's our who's our guest today? Well, our guest this uh, this fine afternoon or morning, depending on what part of the country or world you're at, uh, is a really good friend of mine from high school, believe it or not. Uh, very, very nice dude, one of the smartest dudes I know, uh, John Herlin. Hello. Welcome, John. Welcome, John. What makes him so smart, John? Uh, Jamal? What makes John so um, smart, Jamal? Wh- why? Because um, he is. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, actually, is this a nature versus nurture thing? I will say this John is one of those people. Uh, I remember like when we were growing up, he's one of those guys that always he was he was my voice of reason, even when I didn't oh. want to listen to that voice of reason. Yes, um, everybody needs one of those. I used to have friends like that, I used to be that yeah. friend. Well, yeah, I mean, the like John had always put things in. A, he's he's one of those. I mean, and he's first of all, he's intellectual. Like, but that aside, um, he's always been one of those guys who's always been able to see things that I haven't, that I can't see. Whether it's either because I'm angry or rageful or stubborn, he sees things that I don't. And you know, I and you know, he's one of those dudes that you hate to say, it, but for the most part, uh, he's been right for a long time. I'm when it comes to um, issues and problems, but on top of that, you know, he's a very, he's a very smart guy. He was always smart in high school um, and a very well-rounded person. So I'm very glad to be able to know uh, somebody like him. You and know that's, what? That's, that's really hard to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like somebody. I wish to God Trump had somebody like that. Like right? Chat, oh my god! Like if, if I think if Trump had somebody like you, John, chatting in his ear. Maybe we wouldn't quite be where we're at. And I know we got a, a special things on our, like on our, our, we do have a timeline for people who are listening, believe it or not. We do actually have a timeline that we kind of look oh, at. And we in, kind of, in the notes here, it says he's an economics professor. So we're going to talk about He that. is smart. We're going to talk about that. But <laughs> I, real quick, so I'm, I'm telling him, I started, I mean, he's, we started a little teacher. Bit he's a professor. I know that. Professor. I know, a professor, like the professor of Marianne. Yeah. Oh, what? <laughs> I know. How would you get there? <laughs> so, um, I was talking, you know, like I wish that that Trump had an advice, somebody like that, that that voice of reason that he could deal with. I um, I I right now I I'm like really really stressed out, and like when I I say when I get stressed out, I I cook right, I I either bake or I clean, and and today it was cleaning. It was all about rage cleaning. And so there's a lot of bleach and soap involved. And so, um, and the reason why is I'm so upset is, is that I posted something, I shared something on my Facebook page that is very disturbing. I think that it's disturbing. And I think that it, a lot of people should be disturbed about the Biden Harris bus that was going into Texas, Texas yeah, to do some campaigning. And they had to cancel their campaign. And as they were being chased out, they almost were driven. The bus was almost driven off the road by all these gun toting Trump supporting zealots that had their flags flying of Trump and, and almost ran them off the road and chased them out of Texas. And to the point where they felt that their lives were threatened and I shared that I'm one in shock and disbelief and outrage that this would happen in America. And I had somebody who is, uh, and Jamal, we've talked about this, is that somebody we'd like to have on our show. She is a black female Trump supporter. And she posted that it was karma for all the things that, that those people had put Trump through. Yeah. Right. And, and when, People were questioning her, like, what the hell are you talking about, you crazy nut job? How what is what does everybody put Trump through? And this is what scares the hell out of me. I'm very stressed and I'm very concerned about our country because that's domestic terrorism. That is domestic terrorism. It's domestic terrorism in its highest. When a former vice president is is met with guns 
and violence and yeah. violence and threats to against his life and he's a he is a candidate that is running for president of the United States and Trump's response to this domestic terrorism was I love Texas yeah I saw that um and the thing about that is what really bugs me about that and pretty much you touched on it is the fact that there are people out there that are actually defending this, like this is okay. Yes. You're yes. saying, how can, it, it's funny, this is okay, but you're doing pretty much the same thing that you accused Black Lives Matter and Atifa for doing. You're yes. doing the same thing. So what's the difference, you know? Um, I, I thought, I, I saw the video in different angles too. Like there was a 24 second video of it. I saw like a 10 second video of it. And I mean, yeah, I saw that. And, you know, they had the flags flying. Um, I mean, as far as the gun thing, I, I, I wasn't sure about that. But um, but yeah, I, they were they were almost ran off the road. Uh, the report said that nobody got seriously hurt. But the fact of the matter is, it was almost like one of those. You ever see like those old movies where, you know, they're just chasing somebody out of town and they're shooting their guns? like off the back of their old pickup truck and all that. That's what it kind of reminded me of. It was, it was more like a modern day version of that. I just kind of, this is the, but the thing about that is, like we've said in past episodes, this is what Trump supports and all of the people that support him, they, they're coming out of the woodwork now. They're like, oh, yeah. you know, you can't, you cannot mistake nationalism and you know, that kind of violence for patriotism, because it's not, it's nowhere close to that. You know, um, you, cannot, you, you, you cannot confuse his rhetoric with anything good that America stands for. None of it is for the most part. It's really not. You know, what, what upset me the most was the fact that this person was a, not just former military, but formal, former MP military police and the people that there was other people that on my, my friends list that liked her comment at all military, you know, former military. And my thought was, huh, didn't y'all sign like, from what I understand, and I've seen your guys' post before my mom was military. My brother's military. I come from a very military. My, my future husband was military. Okay. My ex psycho husband, her pseudo husband was military. I, I I was a military wife for eight years. I know that when you sign, when you put your hand up and swear your oath as a military, you don't ever un, unswear that oath. It's for life. To defend our country against all threats, foreign and domestic. Against all threats, foreign or domestic. Please explain to me how a direct attack on a former vice president of our country and a presidential campaign, a president can, candidate, presidential candidate. Candidate. I'm so stressed. I'm like, I'm just so flustered. I can't even really get the words to articulate. How is this not a foreign threat or a, a domestic threat? This is a direct threat. I, I'm like, my, oh, my fucking head's going to explode. Breathe, breathe. My head's going to explode. I just... And there's so many people who, who believe this that actually are supporting this. And I'm like, in my mind, am I wrong to think, you know what? This motherfucker is going to get us into a fucking second civil war. Yeah, huh? but here's the thing. Here's the thing, Marianne. Like, it really shouldn't surprise you that his supporters would, you know, defend that. I'm, I'm not surprised. I'm surprised that I, I mean, here's the thing. If that happened in New York, that would shock the shit out of me. If that happened in Massachusetts, that would shock me. But it happened in Texas. And of course it did. <laughs> like, of course. Like, oh, wow, that happened in Texas. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised that people who shared that video and defended it, I'm not surprised either. Like, I, I, I really try not to stress myself with those <laughs> things because, again, Marianne, and everybody, we've seen the things that he has done and we've seen the things that he has said and people are like, yeah, like, again, you've seen his uh, his rallies, his maskless rallies and people aren't wearing yeah. masks. Like, why does that, I mean, the thing is like, I'm not 
I, I get where you're coming from, but that should not surprise you at all. It was not. No, that's what surprised me. What surprised me, what surprised me was the lack of response from Secret Service and other entities that are set up in place, even the military should have acted on that. That is something that is a former vice president of the United States. And as such, his office offered him protection for the rest of his life. Okay. Well, and Why so just, I think also that just whether he's a vice president or not, like at some point, the presidential nominees all get secret service protection. Like, like they 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 start getting it at some point. Um, yeah, evidently well, they, they decided get, it wasn't. They get some sort of security because I've seen you know it, like behind the scenes with Biden during the debates, he has like security around him, you know, or at least somewhere in the vicinity near him. So I think he actually does have security now. With Trump, he's the president; he's got Secret Service up the ass. So, but with right. other candidates, even the vice presidents, yeah, they got. They have some sort of security following them. And this might be a little bit in the weeds, but I was actually reading something earlier today. I mean, look, you 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 were the ones who invited the nerd to be the guest. Oh, um, but uh, I, I was reading something about the uh, presidential daily briefing. And uh, at, at some point, I think it was after FDR, um, but the uh, the the opposition candidates started getting the presidential daily briefing. And so this is like the thing that, that you like sit down in the morning and you like get, hey, here's what's going on, which, okay, there's been some evidence that Trump just ignores, yeah. but he has the option, right? And you know, there's, there's a whole thing with like, he'd prefer to like have it said to him rather than read, but whatever. Um, he, he still gets it, right? But that, uh, that Biden is probably getting this presidential daily briefing. And that's like the summary thing. But even if Biden doesn't, former presidents get it too. And so Obama is is getting the presidential daily briefing. And they're probably in touch. Right. Like, and so like, I don't know, like like my take on like I'd I'd also followed this. Um I don't, I don't know if if y'all know this like connection, but like Jamal and I went to high school together in Texas. Um, so he sort of bounced around a bunch of places, but I'm, I mean, I, I, I don't live there now. I live in North Carolina, but I, I'm, I'm born and bred Texas. And I was following this, this thing too. And like my, my take on it was not not just this like protection thing, but I was thinking about it in terms of protesting is that I've seen so many people on so many dimensions say something about either Black Lives Matter and they're just like, they're not doing it right. Like it's destruction of property, it's, it's disrupting, blah, blah. I, the same thing if you want to go back to like uh, like the sports protests, like like the NBA or Kaepernick or something like that. It's like, no, 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 no. It's just like, this is too disruptive, blah, blah. But a protest doesn't work if it's not disruptive. And I thought the same thing when I saw this like, hey, we're going to go, we're going to go like, like do a, a traffic thing so that the this Biden-Harris thing can't do stuff. It's like, yeah, that's kind of like standard protest 101. But if you're a Trump supporter in Texas, who are you protesting? Like, this is your president. He, this is the current president. And this, and in a, in a red state, it's like the reason why people feel the need to, I don't know, I didn't check. I assume we can swear. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. The reason why people feel the need to fuck shit up is because that's the way to make your point. But if you have the president of the United States, you've made your point. And so right. I just like, I, yeah, I, I just, like I can understand why the people who are in the minority and the people who are like not in power are going to be like disrupting things. But why are the people, why are the people who are in power don't do that? And that sort of ties in another thing. It's like Trump has, has kept saying, you know, plus or minus with his politics, but he keeps saying like, 
hey, I'm the only one who can deal with all this unrest is is like kind of ignoring the fact that like all this unrest is happening on his watch. Right. Um, so, so like, yeah. As a conspiracy, and I'm not one who's who's about conspiracy theories, but I am one who is about, let's, you know, like I say all the time, if you got them watching the right hand, they can't, they don't see what the left hand's doing. So misdirection, we, yeah. we, that misdirection, we already know that, that because of the way things are set up in our, in our infrastructure for our presidents, former presidents, vice presidents and all that, he would have had secret service. Okay. So he would have had some kind of, of protection details. So that being said, at, is it possible that this was his, him uh, reigning at any of the that protection in and saying we're just going to leave because it was better for him as a political move to show look this is how these crazy zealots are or you know I mean like look what 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 would he gain as far as leaving and not going to his campaign what what would that how would that benefit him is what how my mind is working how would that benefit him if he had this protection that could have stopped that what what would that how would that benefit him how would that work how would that benefit biden yeah i don't know like i mean one of the things that 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 does and it's one of the things that trump's really good at is the it's like he is for better or for worse like he's amazing at media and yeah. one of the things that, you know, if you're Biden, who's, I don't know, 70 something and is, you know, not, not the most media savvy person, if you're seeing how Hillary lost four years ago and you're like, she was up in the polls, now I'm up in the polls, how do I avoid her fate? Is like, you know, you're you're asking for a reason why he might have done that. It's just like get my name in the news. Um, I don't think that's I don't think that's what happened. I don't. But uh, you know, as some that whole any news is good news thing can sort right. of pop up with people. And if you're not media savvy, and I mean, you see, this is the difference between the thirty something politicians and the seventy something politicians is just having that that like idea that like innate sense of of how to deal with like media stuff yeah yeah and i think that trump is is very good at media because he's he created so much media for himself he created all the things if you look at his career even starting back he was getting media attention for things that nobody would have paid attention if he hadn't like really he sought it out he he created these opportunities for him to have media the, and things the, that didn't matter the only thing he doesn't do on uh, as far as like you know promoting himself he, he doesn't do tiktok and he doesn't do makeup tutorials otherwise he's just like every other he 16 year old girls like yeah. who like to be on camera all the fucking time yeah yeah, and it was it was interesting because I saw something on the Daily Show where um, it, it was, oh my god, and I love him so much. Trevor Noah's awesome. Trevor Trevor cracks me up. He's like Trump was going coronavirus, coronavirus, coronavirus. We're giving it too much attention. He goes, Trump's the only one who's going to say, look, I should get more attention to coronavirus. Coronavirus is taking all the attention, and I was like, that's so fucking true. <laughs> Oh, I just and, and, then, and then he ended up and then he ended up getting it, and they both got national attention at the same time. Right. So that kind of worked out at the end of the day. He was like, yeah. "How do I one up coronavirus?" Oh, I'm gonna get it. You know, yeah. I'm convinced oh. he actually got it. I think that was a publicity stunt for him to be cured in three days. You know, and I'm like, I'm fine. You guys, you're all a bunch of pussies. You know. Yeah. Herd, herd, herd immunity. Come on, it works. Mm. Yeah. So speaking of Trump, we had something else we were going to talk about with yeah. this idiot. Um, I thought you were like on lighter news. 
Well, it is. No, we were going to talk about his Trump supporters. And I guess this is so he had his campaign where all uh, his Trump supporters came out. <laughs> this is kind um, of funny. It, it, it's so it is, but it's, it's still kind it's of like hundreds of Trump supporters them, but it's funny. were stuck in the cold for hours. Uh, several <laughs> taken to the hospital when buses couldn't reach Omaha's <laughs> rally. So the buses, so they had all this, these rallies as people came in on buses to listen to um, the head Cheeto in charge um, going on and on. And then um, they went to go leave and they were stuck in the cold weather. It was like 30 degrees. And so it was freezing, a little bit of hypothermia going on, you know, and it got but over. Marianne, but Marianne, <laughs> if, 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 I, if I go to a concert and get busted from the parking lot, is the is the artist are they responsible for getting me back out to my car? That is so. Um, he was in the positivity rate in where he was at was twenty percent for COVID. And don't worry about COVID, please. We're just gonna all die of hypothermia. Don't worry for the rest of you people. COVID's not that bad. I'm dying of hypothermia. Yeah. So this and this was something that was yeah. Hundreds of them were taken to the hospital, not just one or two, but we're talking hundreds because the, the rally got over <laughs> at like what was it like eight o'clock and they were stuck yeah. until midnight out in the yeah. cold waiting for the buses. Five nobody hours, was yeah. there, nobody was there, nobody you know bringing them hot chocolate <laughs> or something like that, or any thought process whatsoever about the safety of people that were being these frigid temperatures. Hope <laughs> Trump. I mean, it's, it's, it, but it baffles me again. And I, I talked about this with people like on social media and whatnot. And, and people just like, well, that's not Trump's responsibility to get people back to their, to their vehicles. I'm like, yo, they were like three miles away. I believe what was it? Like three miles away or something like that, away from their vehicles. And that's why they got busted in the first place. And I was reading that the buses got like stuck in traffic. Um, they weren't able to go down like these roads or whatever, but yeah, nonetheless, um, what you just saw was like a modern day version of the trail of tears. <laughs> I think that's a bit much. <laughs> did you just go from hundreds hospitalized to the trail of tears? Okay. I'm saying if that was me, okay, you're right. A trail of freezing tears. That's yeah. A there so, you go. So in, enlighten me who obviously doesn't know what the Trail of Tears is. What is that? Oh, man. Just just Google. This is not. Just Google it. Okay. It's American History 101. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. So I, I like jumping in on the like the the, the rally. It's like I don't mean to put this as like a plug for my profession. But I've always said, like, everyone could everyone could benefit by having an economist on uh, on oh, staff, yeah. because like it's uh, oh Todd's over there reading about the Trail of Tears. Um, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> oh God. Um, Native Americans being forced to relocate. Yeah, that's not quite the same thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. But it, but it's it's like it I honestly like I was reading that and I was like, okay, one, this is not a political issue. This isn't. This is like urban planning issue. And like maybe you could like say something about the fact that like his campaign is maybe not the best organized, so that stuff like this happens. But like again, I don't, I don't, I don't want to like you know, crap, like if, if something just happened with Biden, you'd be just like, yeah, hire better people. Um, <laughs> That's an HR. And <laughs> yeah, like it's, it's like a, yeah, it's like, hey, you gotta, you gotta think through this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, I always feel like, like hire the person whose job it is to figure out what could go wrong. Or and, <laughs> and, and like, look, if you want to, if you want to like spin some political tale about like Trump really what he wants to hear is like the, the people cheering for him. But then once he gets that, then he walks away, you know, 
there's some evidence for that. But I, 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 with this, I was like, first thought was laugh. <laughs> and then the second thought was like, oh man, that sucks for the people in Nebraska, right? Like, you know, if, whoever you support, you know, you're still a human. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the next one was like, yeah, Trump, get your, get your, like, get your rally stuff together. That's your thing. Do it well. It's not Trump, though. It's not, to be honest, it's not Trump's job. That's somebody else believing him. That they need to handle But he hires them, right? And, and if we know anything about Trump, it's that he's very good at knowing who should be fired. (laughs) (laughs) Nicely done there. So, actually, you mentioned something, so I want to find out. Tell us, what is it, John, that an economics professor does? I mean, what, 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 oh, so like, this is great because I'm like, ah, man, I don't, I don't want to be playing this card. I want to be playing. I was like, I did you were like, oh, I have questions about this. I was like, oh man, I really hope the questions were going to be like, what was Jamal like when he was 15? Cause I'm ready for that. <laughs> that's, um, that's coming. That's ready. But like, also like, I, like, I, like, I, I, t- like you don't want you don't want me in on like the the latest research right like i'm not a researcher i'm not a like i like i, I teach i teach freshmen and i teach like business students like you know like lay back um but like i always say like with economists it's like it's like a way of thinking about this it's like an engineer but it's an engineer for like business and so okay. like if you if you want someone to like puzzle your way through like physical interactions, you hire an engineer. If you want someone to like puzzle their way through like social or or sometimes political, although like then you go to like political science. But if you want to like puzzle your way through like like some of this stuff, you hire an economist. It's a way of thinking about things. Um, so people always ask me about like, hey, what do you think about like? the Dow Jones. I was like, man, I studied like immigration. Like, like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's, 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 it's a, as I said, it's, it's a, it's like a way, of, it's a way of thinking about things. And it's like a, it's a problem solving thing. Okay. I'm still confused. I was, what you, did. I was you know, I, I was trying to follow along <laughs> and I think I got, but then, but then I was like, yeah, scroll. And then I was like, you know what? If if he's a professor and she's marrying, does that make Jamal Gilligan? Because I'm definitely, I'm definitely not Gilligan. You're I'm skipper. too big. You're I'm definitely skipper. <laughs> okay. You know what? I, I I feel like there's a compliment somewhere in there because there was no black people on that show. What? Well, the fucking <laughs> Globetrotters Trotters went there. He has a okay, point. I'm... Okay, I completely missed, missed that. The Globe uh, I didn't even going know that. To Gilligan Island. The globe trotters was yep. looking wow all okay. at the same time really it's a cool. miracle because <laughs> <laughs> i think you showed up <laughs> i didn't know that i never knew that that'd be good oh i'm gonna have to find yeah that all right episode. so todd's looking up the trail of tears and you're looking up the time the globe trotters went to gilligan's <laughs> like globe trotters gilligan's island oh shit they actually did show up fire stick Fire stick time. <laughs> I know, right? So the other thing we have on on here is, uh, and I and I was I'm glad you put it in, on your in the notes here that um, Sean Connery, Sir Sean Connery, has passed. Yeah. This is um, I mean, definitely, I think most people will, will remember him as James Bond, number one, over anything oh, yeah. else. But. For me, my favorite Sean Connery film is probably still going to be Darby O'Gill and the Little People, a Disney film from like the late 50s. He was oh. in that, huh? Yeah, he was the lead. It was a male lead. And he, he had was. a shitty Irish accent. Yes. But yeah. As a Scotsman, he had a horrible Irish accent. Yeah, he did. Terrible. It was, yeah. yeah. But it was a very good... I remember watching that when movie. we were kids. I remember watching it with... Our grandmother was from Ireland. Yeah. So I remember watching that movie on TV with Grandma, and I go, Grandma, is this, like, legit? Is this, does this look like Ireland? She goes, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Was, yeah, that was... But I, I, I have to say that my favorite character that he did was, of course, as... Uh, 
the father to oh Indiana. senior you're talking about india and uh, um henry yep. jones senior yes yeah yeah junior junior stop coming junior dad yeah. yes i thought i loved his character <laughs> so it's like with the, when he's using the umbrella to chase the birds to... yeah yeah <laughs> i loved that character i, I love that uh we've been shot <laughs> as, <laughs> as he blows away the tail of the of the, of the biplane yeah it's still it's still my favorite indiana jones movie is that one yeah 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 it was i just watched that the other day actually but uh who was yours jamal who what was you know your what? favorite uh, I, i'm not gonna lie um i mean a huge bond fan but outside of bond i love them in the untouchables um with uh kevin costner mm -hmm. and andy garcia uh, he, he won an Academy Award for it, but he has this line in this movie that, um, you know, like, you know, he 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 brings he brings a knife, you bring a gun. You send he sends yours to the hospital, you send his to the morgue. Um, it, Untouchables is, is a really really good movie. It has Robert De Niro, my second favorite actor in it, and um, he plays Al Capone, and it's about you know basically the prohibition and whatnot. But um, yeah, they try to go after they try to go after Al Capone and. Sean Connery is amazing in it. I love him in the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, even though oh, it's kind of like yeah. it's, it's one of those movies where it's like it's not his best, but I like the fact that he just said, you know what, fuck it, I'll do it. You know, like why not? You know, I could use the word. No. I, I like him in that movie. I was gonna say the probably his worst movie is Dragonheart. The only reason why that movie is any good is because he's the voice of the dragon. Yeah, I was gonna that say. That movie is actually pretty damn good. I like Dragonheart. And I do love his voice acting in it. That is my guilty pleasure movie, is Dragonheart, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know there's like four sequels to that movie? Yeah. <laughs> and I've but, seen zero of them because you cannot top the first one. Well, because none of them are Sean after that. Yeah, yeah. John, exactly. who, what, what's your favorite Sean? Well, so movie? Jamal and I, we had a heart chart today about finding Forrester. Um, the <laughs> yeah, no, no, uh, no, I was, I was, yeah, uh, honestly, like, all right, so I'm with Jamal, it's like, man, I grew up on Bond, and like, I, I watched a lot of Bond, but if you're not going to go Bond, it's, uh, it's got to be Hunt for Red October, and, and, Ooh. and even then, it's like, you know, it's, it's ridiculous that he's Russian, with and he just goes like straight accent but honestly i wish that happened more in film where it's just like acting i'm doing the emotions and stuff like that but i'm not gonna fake my accent and uh and just like butler's the other yeah hunt for red october is like that's one that like every time i watch it it's never a dull moment and also it's like it resets my Alec Baldwin clock. Like, you know, you like you start with like Alec Baldwin's great, and then the more you see of him, he just gets worse and worse and worse. And then something at some point like resets it. And and like Hunt for Red October, right there. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Really good movies. Uh I saw that one in the theater. I actually saw that yeah, one. Was, I did too. And it I was, was it was so amazing. Just oh yeah, very intense. Movie. When it was announced that he had passed away, I was talking to someone about Sean Connery, and like, Sean Connery is the only person who can play different nationalities and still speak with an, a Scottish brogue, and no one yeah. flinched. <laughs> he's a Russian captain of of a submarine. And he speaks with a Scottish brogue. He's an Egyptian in a movie about immortal Highlanders. <laughs> he's the yeah. only Scottish person in the whole fucking movie and he's playing an Egyptian. The fuck? And he speaks with a Scottish accent the whole time through. Yeah. He was good. He was he was you know and he was 90. I mean you can't be like you can't be upset about him being 90 and passing. Yeah. You know he and just it, it in his in Bermuda, he, right? Right. He he Bermuda or Bahamas. The, the, yeah. Bahamas. Bahamas. Yeah. Bahamas. Lucky fucking bastard. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and the thing is, like, he's been kind of out of the like spotlight for a little while now. But at the same time, like, you'll see, like, like I was watching TNT, and they showed like, uh, um, 
they showed like a little preview to Entrapment. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. He was in a movie with Catherine Zeta-Jones. And then it's just like, it's nice to know that they're showing Sean Connery movies, um, which is really not that old of a movie, but this guy's been around for 90 years. And when a friend of mine texted me that he died because she knew I was a huge Bond fan, you know, I, of course I do my usual fact checking and I was like, huh. And then um, I told my friend, I was like, hey, Sean Connery died. And then he went and did his fact check and he was like, oh damn, he did. And then we were just, and then I was like, yeah, 90 years old. And he was like, yeah. And then it was just like, you know, we're sitting there talking about our favorite Sean Connery movies. But at the same time, it's like, you know what? It's not like his, like, you know, his life wasn't cut short. He was 90. If we could ever be that lucky, you know what I mean? And have that same kind of career even. I, my takeaway from that is, is Jamal and his friends trust nobody. We fact checked everything. Like that's, you're the kind of person who gets money from an ATM. Yeah, well, in, 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 the, in the era of Facebook and, oh, my God, so-and-so died, and then you look and they're like, they're on TV, live TV, five minutes ago. Guys, all I did was I typed in S-E-A, and then Connery just popped up. Okay? Like, Sean Connery just suddenly popped up, and I was like, yep, there it is. And then, of course, you know, the news of his passing came through, and, uh, and yeah, it, it was just, uh, like I said, the guy was 90. Um, I don't think there's, it's really nothing to cry about. I think it's more of like, like last night, uh, I set up to like four in the morning and I watched Casino Royale, the Daniel Craig movie, and I watched Quantum of Solace just because it's James Bond, just because it was a, you know, character that he was in, because I'm watching The Corner for like the third time and that's where I'm up to. So this was more like a, oh yeah, James Bond. This is a guy that, you know, Sean Connery played who mastered it better than anybody. Um, well, Wait, Brosnan's so. pretty close to Sean Connery as far as Bonds go. Okay, you guys don't get no, don't, don't attack me. I've never seen a full Bond movie. I've never seen one, all the way through. Jamal's face—he's frozen. Shame, he doesn't even know shame, how to respond. Shame. I've never. Not I'm sorry. What? No, good God. And, no, 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 no. Not, no, 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 no. It's just like he just mentioned Pierce Brosnan, and you guys should no. be like, like that couch you were I on should be like soaking wet right now. Like Pierce I, Brosnan. I love Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan's Irish asshole. So yes, he's I, gonna be my favorite. I love Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> His the TV show that he was in back in the nineties. Oh, oh yeah, because that was essentially James Bond. Yeah. Yeah, what was the TV show? Uh, that was, was uh, I'm drawing a blank on. Uh, he started uh, off in, that we all knew him in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I watched every single episode. What was it? Um, I've never. It was essentially a Bond ripoff. Yes, and I absolutely loved the fact Remington that he Steel. was going to. That's yes, the one, yes, Remington Steele. I loved that. Loved. I watched every single episode, and I couldn't remember what it was called, but I re I watched all the episodes. It's been a long time ago, and. Yeah. I, was I loved it, but I've never seen. I watched. I think Goldfinger. I think I watched fifteen minutes of it. I think I think I've seen two of Brosnan's Bonds, but I've seen all of Roger Moore's because that was like in the in the those are the years I was like between my adolescence and my teen years. So I watched those. Um, and I do like Brosnan. I mean, he's he's only like second to, to Sean Connery, honestly, but he's be definitely better than the other ones, I think. I yeah, yeah. So. I um I know. That. I've actually been like buying each of the. I mean, I have all the Bonds except for three of them, but um, but yeah, no, I I usually just watch them in order, you know. I and the fun and the worst thing about it is like you could. I love James Bond. I love the whole thing. You could name me a title and I'll be lucky if I get the plot right. I mean, I know the, except for like the Majesty's Secret Service, I know what that's about. I know what Goldfinger's about, Live and Let Die, License to Kill, Living Daylights, and all the ones, you know, since Goldeneye on, well, actually it's from the Living Daylights on up, but like Moonray, oh, well, you know what? Maybe I could actually, but there's some where I'm just like, Diamonds are forever, Diamonds are forever. <laughs> What is that one about again? Or um, see, but the plot know, doesn't matter. Is, can you up. name the villains? Can you name the villains of all? Because I feel like once you get to latter day Bond movies, 
it's like, you know, it's 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 hard to get a compelling villain. Like like that's hard in cinema. But I feel like that was where Bond was so good early, and they've kind of petered out a little bit. I mean, I think, well, with the exception of my second favorite Bond movie, uh, Skyfall, um, I thought that Javier Bardem was probably. Yeah, I was like, if you were to ask me to name anyone after GoldenEye, and the reason I know the GoldenEye villains is because of the game. But uh, if you were to ask me yeah. to name, and I've <laughs> yeah. seen them all, but if you were to ask me to name any Bond villain after GoldenEye, I would be like Javier Bardem played some blonde Spanish guy. <laughs> and he had part of his yeah. mouth missing. And, yeah. and there was that one guy with diamonds in his face. But I can't remember if that, but like, that's it. Like, you know, they just, they just lost the compelling villain narrative. Tomorrow, that's, uh, that one is um, Die Another right. Day. Yeah. The only character other than James Bond himself that I remember from those movies is Oddjob and Jaws. But they're great those villains, are the only ones right? That I yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They were, they were amazing villains. I remember Jaws because he had the big mechanical teeth. That's the only reason. And his name kind of helps, but yeah. Yeah, that's it. And he became a good guy. And of course, Oddball with the hat. I may have to. So what? What about the whole uh, James Bond character is so compelling to guys? He's just a suave dude. I mean, in all the movies, and I mean, more so in the in the in the Sean Connery era. But he's just he walks in, and women are like, "Oh my god, he's gorgeous!" And they just kind of like throw pussy at him. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. He is. He he himself is the pussy magnet. He doesn't need a nice car. He has a nice car. He doesn't need the nice car, <laughs> which also has magnets. <laughs> it does. It has bombs and missiles and you know everything you need as a spy. But he just you know he is like the ultimate alpha male. I guess is really what it boils down to. I mean, I just I think I mean one thing that I like. I mean, I love spy movies and and that whole thing. I just, what I like about him is just like, especially the Sean Connery ones, not the older Roger Moore, like, like, um, the, uh, the view to a kill. I thought he was way too old and I love Christopher Walken. He was the, the Bond villain in that, but I was like, I can't get over the fact that here is, you know, what 50 year old Roger Moore trying to play a secret agent. And I'm just like, you know, you're too old for this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like we should have gave it. We should have gave that role to somebody else. But one thing that I liked about Bond was just the fact his suaveness. I mean, he's like this agent who's tough. He's like, like, like think he is the complete opposite of Archer. You know, like, he, he, like if you think of Archer and you think of like James Bond, like James Bond is suave. And, and 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 the funny thing about it is when I'm watching James Bond, especially Sean Connery ones, and he smacked this one chick, I was like, holy shit, you could do that back then? Like. Like, like he like slaps this woman trying to like in his hotel room and i was like get the fuck out of here this shit was okay i'm not gonna lie i rewinded it a few times just to be sure that i saw what i saw i'm like this is sean connery and he was like nope it's in the script you know like you know he's back then the pussy too you know back then you could yeah, you were asking like what, like what was appealing to me, and I was like, honestly, it's that I saw it when I was like fourteen, right? Like, like right. I think yeah. that if I like, yeah. I honestly like, I think if I were to drop into like any Bond movie now, without like having this thing, and and actually, like, I mean, I've seen, I don't know, I don't think I've seen any Bond movie in the last 10 years more than once and and like jamal was saying like he's the opposite of archer but i was actually thinking like that it's like you know like that whole like oh you're 50 you're too old to be a secret agent but like most actual spies are like 60 year old diplomats right like we we think of espionage as being like action movies, right? And then I was like, what's yeah. my favorite? But I was thinking like, what's my favorite like modern like espionage like thing? And I was honestly, it's Killing Eve. Have y'all seen Killing Eve? I don't think I have. I don't think I oh, have. Yeah. I've heard of it. Yeah, drop, in, drop into it. It's, uh, yeah. Um, 
what's it, Sandra O oh and Jodie Comer, and I don't know. It's oh, yeah, okay. yeah, I've heard of that show. Okay, yeah, I've heard great. Things yeah, yeah, about no, that it's show. good. But it's like check it out. It's oh, like oh man, if you like flip one, if you flip genders, and also like that just takes out a, a ton of the sexism, and it means that you just have like badass spy stuff. And it's like we associate this badass spy stuff with like alpha male things, but like most of it isn't. Most of it's intrigue. No, it's but also if you want to like dial up the assassin, it's like you can do that without smacking yeah. smacking women around. Well, the other thing too is, is this makes it as a female, women can get way more secrets out of men that well, very a, easily. I mean, they can. Because, that's the introduction of Black Widow in, like, the Avengers, right? It's like, I, I would, yeah, I was like, I would, so, I was, yeah, I'm sitting here tied up. I'm like, I'm getting the information. That's all we needed, right? Right. I was going to ask you guys, yeah. what would you say is, uh, outside of Bond, what would you say is the best uh, spy movie or series of movies that, probably come closest to the level of awesome and just in general thing is, is Bond. Would you say, I mean, yeah, uh, Mike Myers did like Austin Powers. That's more of a goof, but those are pretty good. Yeah. Would you compare that? Or would you, or even like, well, even Triple X? Liar, liar. I mean, to be honest liar, with you, liar. like, true lies. True lies. True lies. The, I mean, oh yeah, True Lies. I love True Lies. That's, to oh, me, it was like, not hold love. up. <laughs> I mean, no, but back then when I was a kid, oh my God, I was like, yes, Arnold Schwarzenegger, you're like the greatest, you know, super, uh, superhero again when I was like 12. Um, I, I really want to say Mission Impossible yeah. franchise really done a really great job and they get better. I mean, they get better and better as they go along. And it seems like there's nothing that Tom Cruise is not willing to do, I guess, stunt wise, because I hear he does a lot of his own stunts with these movies, especially the last one. He but um, I, I'm, I'm going to say Mission Impossible is probably up there. I was going to say that, I was, like, I, I will disagree with Jamal in the sense of, like, I was actually just watching, uh, um, oh, man, what was the last one? See, they, the last few have, like, kind of blunt, blunt together. But, uh, yeah. but I like, the, the, I know, I was like, I, like, for me, like, the first one, which was, like, such a self-contained, like, the first one was way, it was less of an action movie. And more of a like intrigue, and I think that I like the intrigue in my spy movies more than I like the like action blockbuster thing. But like that's a preference. Like like we're cool. But uh, but I was right. I was thinking like yeah, Mission Impossible. I was also gonna suggest, I was also gonna suggest the Bourne movies. Oh, I love the Bourne yeah. movies. I, I like the them. Bourne movies. They were great. I would say they're better than the Mission Impossible movies because number one, it doesn't have Tom Cruise. Um, <laughs> I I can't. Those say... movies are just a, hey, you know, let's how much how much shit can we get Tom to do to almost kill himself in a movie? Okay, I've never seen any. Um, You're not mission, missing anything. I've never it's seen the same mission the same formula in every single movie. Uh, That's what I see. Tom Cruise see runs first. like this, okay, with his arms straight out, and there's a. Car chase scene, a ridiculous stunt in the car or motorcycle. Um, he does a stunt that is absolutely unnecessary other than, hey, look what I can do. He's like Stuart from Mad TV in that regard. Um, and then someone's face yeah, no, not their face. I, I, you, like that's going to be a major, it, oh, a yes, major that, <laughs> plot point is going to be that someone is, is not their face. There you go. The only reason why I saw that the only reason why I saw that last one is because Henry Cavill was in it and he looked like he was going to beat the shit out of Tom Cruise. And I wanted to see that. And here's the funny thing about Tom Cruise. He's not that tall, actually. He's really short. He's, foot. he's, like, he's almost four foot nine, actually. You know, I think he's wearing plastic. So this is yeah, circling back really to Darby O'Gill and the little people. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Full circle. Look at that. Yeah. But, <laughs> he could have uh, played Darby O'Gill. I actually, I actually, I, I made a comparison to Triple uh, X to James Bond once, and someone looked at me like I was smoking crack. I was like, "No, think about it. I mean, if you take away all the extreme stunts, that kind of makes it more like Mission Impossible. 
But if you you take all that away and you just have all the 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 these, the gangsters and the and getting it and the gadgets and he basically has his own his his own nerd has his gadgets and stuff and we put this into this and instead of having like a European like you know supercar or a sports car they have a fucking muscle car that was what sold me it was had a GTO with gadgets oh, yeah. in it that was now, so fucking are cool. you talking about the Vin Diesel one or are you talking about the Ice Cube one all three <laughs> of them I love them all okay the, I, the third one if you haven't seen it. Ice Cube pops in at some point. Yeah. And, I, and Vin Diesel's in it. I've watched zero it's, it's, of those movies. I've never watched any of the triple. <gasps> Number one, I wasn't a huge Vin Diesel fan at the time because I'm a reasonable person. And then when they did the second <gasps> one with Ice Cube, I was like, I could not see Ice Cube being a super spy. <laughs> so I was like, Dude, yeah. You know so what? I wasn't sold on either of them. He doesn't, play, he doesn't play a super spy. He plays former military who's made to do the super spy thing because if he doesn't he goes back to fucking prison. And then I'm saying you should and Sam Jackson is in all of them, right? Yes. If nothing else, watch him for Sam Jackson. I mean all three of them are good in their own right. I don't hate any of them. So you're basically telling and I'm not so so he plays Nick Fury twice basically. Mm. Just recruiting Mm. people. I, I I think yes. his his character of Gibbons was the inspiration for changing Nick Fury into a black dude. I'll be honest, like I haven't I haven't seen I, really tri- I haven't seen any of the triple X's because like when it came out, like when Triple X came out, like I was just worried that I'd missed the previous twenty nine. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's funny. No, um, well played. What's you know, it's funny. It's 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 not quite the same as like the the Fast and the Furious movies, where it's just it's all adrenaline the whole way through. Yeah. And there is that in the movie because they are doing like X Games type shit throughout the whole movie, but it's not all the way through. It's like every other time, Danny Trejo is in the first one, which he he plays a pretty awesome bad guy. He's only in there for maybe ten minutes, but it's 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 pretty good. I love Trejo. Um. Yes. Uh, who else? Them. There's a bunch of people that I think I think you should at least give them a shot. It was one of my favorite. Like I spent a lot of time. So that was I'm not gonna lie. That was one of the movies that I would put in to fall asleep to every night, and not because it was something that was boring, but I love the movie so much. I, I just I love that movie. The and only thing I didn't like yes, about and, the- and yes, hold on, hold on, Vin Diesel. Is was on my laminated list. Vin Diesel along with The Rock. So I'm just saying. I was gonna say the, the movie, only thing about the the, the the Ice Cube version of Triple X that I didn't like was that they destroyed a Shelby Cobra. Yes. I was like, oh, it's a beautiful car. Yeah, yeah. It was. Yeah, don't don't do that to a car like that. That's just unright. It's not right. No. Not but, not okay. But no, there. It, I know we're so compelling on our <laughs> reasons to watch Triple X. What do you mean? There's no naked people in here. There is though. <laughs> Counterpoint. There is boob. Go on. There's no cum shots. There's boobs. There's boobs. There's, There's okay. In the first ass. one, uh, Rammstein makes an appearance. If you like, you know. Okay, I'm out. German pop. I'm out. It's only it's only like for maybe a minute and a half. You're not missing a lot. They're just like uh, if you skip. It's, it's really it's literally the opening of the movie. The the spy that Triple X replaces is like a James Bond type of guy. He gets shot and killed at a Rammstein concert. Is that what who that was? Yeah, I didn't know who it was. Yeah, no, he was like the spy, and then uh, Gibbons is like tasked to find someone to replace that spy. Is like you know, let's think outside the box. Let's yeah. get someone who's not gonna like fit that mold. It's gonna stick out. Someone who's gonna fit in with these Russian mafia dudes. Ah, Mr. They're Bean. not gonna question if he's like... Huh? Mr. Bean. <laughs> Mr. Bean. Mr. Bean. Not like that. Um That would be hilarious. Well, there's Johnny English. That's another James Bond, like yes. you know, spoof. Johnny English is essentially, uh, what if 
Austin Powers was Mr. Bean. That's Johnny English. Or, or what if James Bond was dropped as an infant? <laughs> what if James Bond? What if James Bond had Down syndrome? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, I don't know. I. I... No, but I don't think that's the one I wanted. What did you want? I don't know. No, that disappointed. Episode... Yes, that's what I wanted. Disappointed. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know. I I like those kinds of movies. Um, but I think that the ones that are probably closest to James Bond are the Bourne movies. The Jason Bourne movies are are fantastic, and it's this, except for one. It's all uh, it's all Matt Damon. I was gonna say they don't have like a bunch of. He doesn't have a fancy car. He doesn't have all the fancy gadgets and all. He doesn't that have stuff. the gadgets and stuff. He doesn't need them though because he's a total badass with whatever he has around it. Right, right. He's he's like a a spy MacGyver. There was you know? oh dude, it's like James Bond. MacGyver. There was yeah. um there was a Bourne movie that was uh that had Jeremy Renner in it um yeah and it was that was you have an action that was franchise just, I, I love Jeremy Renner you'll have Jeremy Renner pop up but I'm just like oh my god let's see what this one's gonna be like and it was just such a bad Jeremy Renner like I thought he was gonna take over but it was just kind of like a, a I guess it was a side story or something like that and it was just not that good. It took place during the timeline of the first movie, so everything that Jason was doing in the first movie, Jeremy Renner's character was doing like side by side, like they, it was like yeah. parallel. Yeah, I don't know. It was parallel. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. Hor- I didn't think it was horrible, but it wasn't. It wasn't as good as the first two or three yeah. or however many there were. Three. Yeah, and then and then the the last one was they called it just called it Jason Bourne, which was. Yeah. Uh, the return of Matt Damon. Matt Damon. But uh, yeah. Sorry, I had to do that. But uh, <laughs> no, I actually like those movies. Um, do you like apples? Huh? Do you like apples? Sorry, I just think of you know. Wow. Of, of uh, <laughs> how do you like them? Yes. Yeah. I like them apples. How do you like them apples? Yeah. Sorry. Matt Damon. Well, then when you made that comment, I was like, it made me think of apples. How do you like those apples? Yeah. Sorry. I know. The, we just keep things right on topic and flowing. Squirrel! And, <laughs> but we're just talking movies. Oh, look, a little red ball. <laughs> ball? Get a red ball. Ball? 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 ball. Mine? Mine? Uh, mine? <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. What else do we have in here? <laughs> Uh, yeah, let's go to something from talking about board movies to oh, talking about a police shooting. Okay, we also well we're 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 talking about movies. We'll we we could talk briefly about how how terrible Borat Two was. Borat Two. Oh, we need to talk. Yes, about Yes, I, I want to hear your. Here's the thing. I put that on there because I know I, I figured you guys have seen it. I have not taken a chance to see it. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't seen um, it. So who you like it? I. But I want to. I, I try. I want you guys to sell me I on try. this movie, or or give no, me your views on it. However, no, Todd, have you then, seen them? no, Todd, have you seen it? I, I I've I've seen about. So no one's going to try to convince you to watch this movie tomorrow. Okay, obviously. I I saw about twenty five minutes of the second one. I did not get to see any of the parts that people are all talking about because that was deeper in the movie than I got. Um, I get why he's doing these things. He's basically put, he's he's pointing out how racist and ignorant people are. Help me, help me out. I don't know anything. Oh my god, he's, like I've never seen a Borat movie. So tell me what these things are about. So the I've actor, heard, but I don't know. Sasha Baron Cohen is a British actor. Who plays an uh, an East European uh, uh, journalist? I guess, loosely, I'm using that word loosely. Um, comes to America uh, uh, to do, you know, like, in the first one anyway. Yeah, like it's like research. in the second one. Yeah, in the second one, he's 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 bringing this monkey to Joe Biden. And he finds out that in the crate he thought was the monkey was his daughter who swapped the monkey out for herself. Or no, wait, she she climbed into the crate with the monkey 
And because it was such a long trip, she ate the monkey. It's not a plot-heavy film. Um, no, no, it's, 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 it's just a lot of shock value. The, the the part that I saw that was funny was he put on this this silicone Trump mask, dressed like Trump, trying to give his daughter. No, it wasn't Biden. It was it was Pence. He was trying to give his daughter to Pence. Starting today, episodes that are two hours long are going to be posted on Tuesdays and Fridays. So that's pretty much every episode we record. We record on Sundays. We post them usually on Tuesdays. And because they're two hours long, I figured, you know what? Let's go ahead and split them up into two one-hour episodes. And we'll put the second episode of that recording up on the following Friday. So going forward, new episodes will be out on Tuesdays and Fridays. Thanks for tuning into another episode of It's Not About You with Jamal and Marianne. Be sure to check them out on Facebook at Not About You Pod. That's N O T A B O U T, the letter U P O D.